The best thing since automation. Rodney Dion Live. Shudder is the Netflix of horror. It's chock-a-block with on-demand horror, thriller, suspense movies, TV series, podcasts, and live streaming events. It has been a long wait, but Shudder is finally available here down under and in New Zealand. And here to talk horror and all about Shudder and what goes into a horror playlist, it's the curator of Shudder, Sam Zimmerman. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for uh, joining us here. Uh, it's a great pleasure. i tell you what, uh, Shudder recently launched in Australia and New Zealand, of course. Uh, I know uh, you're more on the content side of things, but why is it important for Shudder to come down under? Really because we, from what we understood, we felt like it would be warmly embraced and that the Australian audience not only loves the genre and embraces horror, uh, but embraces streaming in a big way. So we just felt it would be significant for us to come down and hopefully deliver on a really great streaming service full of horror, full of exciting new films. Uh, and we're proud. We're proud of our lineup. We want to share it. Was there people online, not protesting or whatever, but uh, asking for Shutter to be available for Australians? I mean, it seems like such a big fan base, but a niche one as well. Absolutely. And it really, you know, we heard that loud and clear uh, probably about a year or two ago when we kind of dropped at least the hint that we were wanting to expand, that we were thinking of coming to Australia. You know, once that sentiment was out there, I think we heard quite a lot of, uh, what are you wasting your time for? Get over here. <laughs> uh, many would think, uh, me included, that you have uh, one of the best jobs in the world. Give us a bit of a background, I guess, on yourself and uh, how you became involved with Shudder. Yeah, uh, totally. I uh, I would agree. You know, I don't I don't waste a minute sort of not realizing how fortunate I am to do to do this job because I love it. I grew up in New York, really loving horror and kind of loving the genre since I was a kid. I I can't really pinpoint why I was attracted to it at first, but I knew I was. I think like a lot of horror fans, I started watching things way too young. Um, I remember very distinctly watching things like Castle Freak and Carrie and Scream just at an absolutely reckless age. So I, I kind of got off to a big start and didn't look back. Career-wise, I, I think a lot of this started with me working at Fangoria, which is, you know, a, a, an institution of horror magazine. Uh, and I was really fortunate to be on the editorial staff there, to be a part of this legendary operation, writing about horror, thinking about horror. And while I was there, I really understood that what I liked best about that job was sh sharing films with people and also supporting films, getting them seen. And to me, that translated pretty intensely into figuring out how to get a job in programming, how to get a job in curating. And I was really, I know I say fortunate a lot, but I, I had friends that said, I know this team over here at AMC Networks and Shutter who are starting to build something, you might be perfect for what they're looking for. I was connected to them and that was all the way back in 2014. We officially launched in the summer of 2015 and I've been on the team ever since. With programming, I mean, sort of, I come from a radio background and I guess when you're programming music for the masses, you kind of have to have the perspective of not necessarily just putting out what you like. I mean, was that yes. something when curating the content for Shutter that you had to be very mindful of? 
hundred percent. I completely, completely relate to that. I, I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I was only putting up stuff that was specifically to my taste. To me, the, the idea of Shudder and the mission of Shudder has to be, it has to respect and honor the kind of depth and breadth of the genre in full. And I have to look for things. I have to take myself out of the equation sometimes. Sometimes I'm very much into the equation. Sometimes I'm just like, this is a real weird, slow burn, sad, psychedelic horror. And whether you like it or not, you're getting it on the service. But a lot of the time I have to think, is this type of subgenre that I'm not necessarily in love with, is this film a crowd pleaser within it? Is this film doing something different with it? Is it fresh? Because that's what I'm looking for most of the time are classics and cult films and essentials, but also new films that take things we're familiar with and we're excited about, but tell them to us in a different way, excite us in a different way, put a fresh idea on it. And, you know, I think zombie films are a perfect example. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of love for them much anymore, but that leaves me open to being excited by one. That leaves me open to being blown away by one that I wasn't expecting. And Halloween, it's uh, kind of like the Christmas seasons for us uh, horror fans. Now, uh, I think you said in a recent interview, it's the Super Bowl for uh, horror fans <laughs> and people such as yourself. We are well and truly into the 61 days of Halloween. What yes. is the 61 days of Halloween? It's, it's really just a reason for us to celebrate that Halloween feeling, you know, for a full two months. And, and arguably we do that all year round, but... That just means that during the Halloween season, we have to go extra big. We have to be extra extravagant. And at least he, here in the, in the States, and at least in New York, you know, it, September 1st means Halloween to us. Like if you're a genre fan, if you're a horror fan, if you love the season, then September 1st, you're waking up hoping to smell it in the air. And we really just want to impart that excitement to everyone who comes to Shudder because we have to. I, it's, it's imbued in us. It's in our blood, you know. Content-wise, that translates to a lot. Just a new film every week, really exciting new and original films that you know we have produced, that we have picked up out of exciting places like Sundance, and that we hope will scare you and excite you in a million different ways. You know, we want traditional, you know, this is a full-on haunted house assault, to a really inventive comedy, to Veronica from Glenn Danzig, which just has to be seen to be believed, you know, something utterly out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean, there's great titles, uh, which you are highlighting for uh, this sort of Halloween season. Is that sort of just, is it, I guess when uh, putting something on the service, is it just like a temporary thing for a theme that we're sort of uh, catering for, or is there a limit on how long certain titles will be on the service? Yeah, that, that depends honestly between, kind of where the title is coming from and and what the title is necessarily. You know, something like Scare Me, which is our film coming October 1st, that's a Shutter title, it's a Shutter original, that's gonna be around for a very long time. When we work with major studios, the availability is a bit different. So sometimes we work within smaller windows, but even still, we try to put a lot of urgency and a lot of, you know, a, an event nature on those titles. We're not gonna, we're not going to leave you hanging or not let you know that this movie might be gone in a month or two or a few weeks. 
And something you, you mentioned there, uh, the Shutter Originals. Now, obviously, you know, it's the same equivalent of like the Netflix Originals or um, any sort of streaming service uh, have this. Uh, obviously, was that um, obviously to have your own original content, but was there, uh, I guess, a, a philosophy with Shutter to give up and coming directors and producers a platform? Absolutely. You know, the genre, I think, is nothing without its new voices and without its independent voices. And so when we kicked off in 2015, very urgent, very quickly, our ambitions lied toward how do we pick up new films? How do we produce new films and get some really exciting new voices in the genre out in the world? And you can see that in a lot of what's coming. I mean, Scare Me is the first feature from Josh Rubin, who just has an absolutely incredible, like electric voice and a voice that wants to honor the genre. The movie is about horror storytelling and investigating horror storytelling in a lot of different ways. We also just host, which has become one of the biggest horror movies of the summer. That's a brand new feature from Rob Savage, a really young up and coming director in the UK. And he absolutely killed it. And, you know, we let him run with the idea of a seance on Zoom. And he came back to us in 12 weeks with something so special and so exciting. And we're, we're honestly still reeling from it. I mean, there are truly no real original ideas anymore, but I guess the, the going to the well, like the remakes of, say, you know, Friday the 13th, uh, the Halloween series, which are, I'm, I'm a big fan of Halloween. I think every horror fan is. But yeah. there seems to be this going to the well with these classic sort of uh, titles. And it's great to see, I guess, a platform like Shudder, I guess, backing like new directors and producers to make the this original content. I guess it's uh, something that I guess would have stemmed from the 80s where the there seemed to be no limit, but then uh, I guess big movie places didn't want to uh, put invest money into original horror ideas. I think so. You know, I think the genre has always been this this place where you can figure something out. You can figure out no matter what you have at your disposal or your resources, you can just go. I have an idea. There's there's some way to pull this idea off. And if it's going to be for $5, it's going to be for $5. If it's going to be for $5 million, it'll be that way. And so often the ones made on these shoestrings are the ones that have left insane lasting impacts and impressions in our brains that, you know, like haunted our nightmares. So I, I hope we can honor that and continue to honor that. And I guess I uh, did a call out to uh, Shudder, um, the Australian New Zealand Twitter page. I said, hey, I'm newly on Shudder. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Where do I start? Now, they gave me a list of a few of a few things. I was hoping you could give us some quick uh, synopsises, if that's the word, uh, of these uh, titles that they did suggest that I start with. Number one was Blood Quantum. Okay, yes. Uh, Blood Quantum. So, you know how before I was like, oh, I'm not super into zombie movies anymore. This is the exact kind of thing that threw us for a loop. Blood Quantum is a film from Canada, and it's by Jeff Barnabay. Uh, and the entire movie comes from a First Nations perspective. It's an Indigenous-focused zombie movie set on a reservation in the early 80s. And once the apocalypse happens and the zombie virus spreads, the Native community realizes quickly that they are immune. And so it's flipping this very insidious concept of blood quantum into something really exciting and wrestling not only with zombies, but with, you know, deep anger and deep, deep issues within indigenous communities. And at the same time, it's just absolutely ripping. Like the movie takes all of its ideas, all of its anger, all of its righteousness and puts it in the blood and the tension and, and just the fireworks. And the movie really just 
it grabs you by the throat in a lot, a lot of ways. Number two, Creep Show. Creep Show. Creep Show is our big original series. It's our. It's you know, we're so thrilled by it. It's it's a continuation of the original George Romero Stephen King team up anthology classic. Uh, a movie that I think everyone loves, and and you have to at least love one segment within it. And we had the opportunity to put a new spin on it, to bring it back to life. And we brought Greg Nicotero, legendary makeup effects artist, uh, captain of the Walking Dead ship, who got his start on the early sets of Romero. You know, Nicotero was a huge Romero fan, a huge Savini fan. Uh, It became friends with both of them, worked on things like Day of the Dead. And so he really felt like the absolute right person to honor the Creepshow legacy, bring it back to life, and take it from here. Uh, and we are now, you know, one season is on the service. We just kicked off production on season two. Finally, we're really trying to honor the the edict of Creepshow. It's the most fun you'll have being scared. It's six episodes, 12 segments. Uh, it's absolutely fun. We've got werewolves and parasitic creatures and haunted dolls houses and monstrous trick-or-treaters it absolutely rules and it is super fun it's one that's definitely uh, on my playlist uh, so i'm looking forward to watching that one now number three i have to say um i was talking to some of my colleagues at work saying oh have you seen any great horror movies lately and to my surprise one of my work colleagues said host yes host is so special have you watched it yet i have not watched it yet it is on the playlist though Oh man, you're gonna have to uh, turn out the lights. Just it's a, it's a real like light a candle, shut the lights off, get ready. And like I said, it's just it's so special. You know, host was born out of lockdown. Everyone kind of went into quarantine, has been dealing with this global pandemic. And Rob Savage, the co-writer and director, who wrote it alongside Jed Shepard and Gemma Hurley, they made this Twitter prank video. Um, which was really fun and really scary. It was Rob pranking his friends on Zoom, saying, you know, he believed his house was haunted. A few of us at Shudder had known Rob for some time and, and had been really impressed by his short film work like Salt and Dawn of the Death. And we got in touch and Rob said, I have an idea how to expand this. I have an idea how to make this into a movie. And, you know, the whole idea at Shudder is really like, go for it. You know, let's be nimble. Let's get out there. And from in a matter of 12 weeks, I think Rob pitched this at the end of April, beginning of May, and then July 30th, it was up on Shutter, And it turned out so special and so scary. And it's 56 minutes of just like pure fun house horror with an incredible cast who, uh, who play a group of friends who get on Zoom for their weekly kind of Zoom catch up. It very much takes place during right now. And uh, they decide to do a seance and the seance goes horribly wrong. And uh, it's so, I, you know, I've honestly watched it like four or five times now and I still love it. It was called the Shudder Starter Kit, I should say. That is Blood Quantum, mm-hmm. Creep Show and Host. So make sure you do uh, definitely check those out there. Like I said, they're on my playlist. I'm going to watch them very, very soon. But we are speaking with the curator of horror streaming service Shudder, Sam Zimmerman. And we're talking about sort of uh, pushing original ideas and uh, original sort of content. I mean, how often on a daily basis do you get many up-and-coming directors pitching new ideas or Shutter in general? Yeah, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty often. You know, people we're we're sort of always tracking. It's kind of a two-way street too, because I I don't think I'd be doing my job or Shutter's job if I wasn't out also hunting them down and you know watching 
short films at every festival I go to or watching short films online or reading short stories from upcoming authors or upcoming screenwriters, but absolutely people, you know, will tweet or comment or send submissions in, whether it's through sort of a, a more professional manner or just writing in like, I love Shudder, I would love you to check my movie out. And I think that's great because that's me is the independent spirit that kind of defines genre filmmaking. And it uh, happens to be your lucky day because I've got a pitch here that I want to run by you, Sam, if you'll uh, indulge. Okay. <laughs> so Lay it on me. It's called Dawn of the Dylan. This is, I know you said from the get-go, uh, you're not the biggest fan of zombies uh, movies at the moment. They're kind of worn a bit thin. But how about basically uh, a zombie story, but obviously they sort of turn into the brain-eating zombies, but they turn into folk Bob Dylan-esque singers. So they <laughs> eat you, but while sort of, you know, doing a rendition of, how many rules must a man walk down? And start eating you alive. So, all right, this is, there's this moaning quality to him anyway that I kind mm. of see where you're coming from. And like starts eating your brain. Um, and uh, I think yeah. a chorus of that could be this just really insidious drone. Because he sort of um, sings in sort of high-like notes. You sort of go, <laughs> and is the thought that everyone's in that sort of classic like vest? Like I just when I picture Bob Dylan, I picture him in a vest. You know, just like a bunch of undead vest wearers. And you know, you have the different versions of Bob Dylan. You have the real folk singer Bob Dylan, the sort of uh, '60s. He's just gone electric, Bob Dylan. Um, then you get to the other side, the really, really old. Bob Dylan, which kind of looks like a zombie now. <laughs> so uh, Dawn of the Dylan, that's just the base premise. Um, a lot of fleshing out, uh, mind the pun there, but uh, would that be a buy or sell for Shudder? Oh, we're back. It's in. Let's <laughs> okay. do it. I'll, uh, I'll get my people to talk to your people. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's, that's the movie <laughs> way. Sam Zimmerman, the curator of Shudder. Now, I was hoping before we let you go that we could put your horror movie knowledge to the test. It's called the Horror Movie Bio Guessing Game. Do you accept? I accept. Okay, so essentially I'm going to read you a bio and you have to guess what movie it is. And I reckon uh, I was looking at these last night on Wikipedia, so I don't think that should be too hard, but hopefully I might be able to stump you. Let's see how we go. Okay. All right, number one, a couple moves into an old house to find the man's brother and the wife's former lover who have turned into an ugly beast. How is it? I didn't even get to finish the bio. Oh, <laughs> see, and how how good's this? Uh, the anniversary of the uh, the original uh, in '87 and Hellraiser three uh, released uh, this day, September 11, uh, back in yeah '87 and 1992. Featuring my two favorite Cenobites, the the video camera guy and the CD guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you uh, beat me uh, halfway through finishing that uh, bio, so I reckon <laughs> you'll have this in the bag. All right, number two, a traumatic childhood leads to a deranged mama's boy on a gruesome killing spree on the streets of New York City. Oh, Maniac. Absolutely, 1980 Maniac. And I have to say, I'm yet to watch this one, but again, it is on my Shutter playlist, but I have seen the Elijah Wood remake. What were your thoughts of that? I, You know, I really like that remake. I, I think that's exactly... To me, it's how you do a remake. You take this sort of foundational idea and decide to put your own perspective on it. And the sort of POV really was a way to immerse you in that sort of mind of someone who's deranged and going for it. And I thought it was great that they moved it to, to LA. So you weren't immediately trying to compare it or stack it up against 
the specific aesthetic of like early 80s, gritty, kind of sleazy old school New York. Uh, I think the, and it's a great soundtrack. The Elijah Wood Maniac's pretty rad. And I guess everyone sort of thought it was a bit sort of odd having uh, casting Elijah Wood, but I mean, he sort of uh, had some horror uh, in uh, movies in his past, I guess, like the faculty sort of comes to mind. Absolutely. And he's, he's a huge fan of the genre and he produces horror movies now, uh, in, of course, including Mandy and Color Out of Space and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, he's a real champion. All right, number three, an alcoholic cop blacks out and wakes up in unfamiliar surroundings and crime scenes. They seem to be oddly familiar when the full moon is out. Oh, Wolf Cop. <laughs> it is the 2014 Wolf Cop. And I have to say, I think it was uh, probably about 2016, I was... I was in uh, the JB Hi-Fi uh, at my local there looking for some horror movies uh, well before all the well, stream was available, but uh, Shudder, obviously not in the country at that point, but looking for horror movies. And I saw just the uh, the cover of Wolf Cop and that inspired me to buy it. And it actually ended up being uh, one of the best movies I ended up renting or buying that year. I mean, it's it's so tacky, it's so corny, but somehow it works. It really commits. It, you know, it's... When you do something like that, you got to commit to the bit, and it absolutely goes for it. Wolf transformations. Uh, there, you know, you go to the Howling, uh, uh, American Werewolf in London. Uh, but with Wolf Cop, what is the first part that uh, turns into a werewolf? You know, I I'm not remembering at the moment because it's been a few years, but I can only assume by the way you're asking his, this question that. It is his penis. It is his penis, yes. <laughs> that is Wolf Cop 2014. Also on the Shutter streaming service. Do yourself a favour, Australia. Uh, it's only about uh, just under seven bucks a month uh, to basically sign up for uh, uh, Shutter. I believe you get uh, a trial of seven days, so it's well worth it, especially if you're a horror fan. Fully commit. And you're talking about uh, festivals and things. I know we're living in COVID times, which is unprecedented times, people are saying. But I guess another cliche term, when things do get back to somewhat of a normal, uh, are we going to see the likes of Shutter, Sam Zimmerman out here in Australia doing festivals, looking for up-and-coming talent? That would be an absolute dream. Um, you know, we'll certainly have a presence at the festivals and I know some of our films will play the festivals. And even from afar, we want to support up and coming Australian talent. You know, we, we did last year, we released a great slasher called The Furies and we're really excited to continue that. But an absolute dream of mine to come to Australia, I've never been. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a, got a spare room here with the uh, wife. We have three cats. If you don't mind sleeping with the cats, uh, it's all yours. I mean, as long as yeah, I grew up with cats. Hey, I love cats. As long as it's not moaning dead Dylans, I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that reminds me. I'll get my people to talk to your people, and we'll talk about uh, <laughs> prices and you know how much and the the big fat contract. Yeah. Yeah, your big fee. How many rooms must have been with this? Uh, it's been a pleasure. I've been speaking with the curator of the streaming service Shutter. It is a horror movie fans. Nightmare, but dream at the same time. Sam Zimmerman, he's the curator of Shudder. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And anything you guys are doing in the future, whether it be online or eventually getting some form of festival uh, footprint or presence out here, I would love to help out where I can. Thank you, and thank you so much for having us. Uh, we hope everyone loves Shudder. Please don't hesitate to tell us what you think, what you want to see on it, and uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for having us. The home of Rock on the Coast, Rodney Dion Live.